V105. Ah, welcome to the podcast, guys. What did you think? Amazing. Great show. ScoMo. ScoMo. He's always he's always informative with a bit of fun, you know. Scomo is always up for a bit of bit of a laugh. Surprising what his favourite TV show was. Did we I don't Ozark? Think, no, I don't think that made the that, I, it won't that make cut. The cut. No, I, don't, I think that didn't make that. <laughs> it. Was Ozark? Wasn't it? Well, it was last time we spoke to him. Yeah, and that's a bit <clears> freaky. <throat> if you've seen it, I don't know if you. I don't know if you should say that's your favourite TV show. No. What's, it, what's it about? I've it's about a guy that, that uh, works for uh, a Mexican drug lord. Um, and he launders the money because he's a, a top an accountant. No, he builds his own accountant. It's a great show. Mm. Wow, Justin mm. Bateman, he's great. Well, who? Justin, J- Jason Bateman. Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman. He's great. Yeah, he's mm. wonderful actor. He's been he, around for years. He usually plays comedic roles. Sometimes, Jason Bateman, doesn't yeah. he? Does that comedy thing where you go, "Hey, check this out." Horrible bosses he was in. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was really funny. That. Yeah, I know. Mm. But he had Arrested Development. Obviously, this is, this is not a comedy. Definitely no. not a comedy. And he's a producer. Yeah, executive producer on it mm. as well. So I think they've got a new season coming out. They're yes. loving that at the moment, actors, aren't they? It's the new thing to be the executive producer and the actor. Well, you have more control. Yeah, Margot yeah. Robbie did that. She said mm, that she there does. was not as many um, roles for her that she liked, so mm. she'd just do it herself. So Matt Damon so and Ben Affleck. came up with her own, um, yeah, her own production company. Mm. Couldn't find roles, so they wrote Goodwill Hunting. <sighs> that, was, that was sort of popular, that movie, wasn't it? Was it was very popular. Goodwill it was Hunting. a cult movie. <laughs> it was huge. Uh, Josh and guys. Mm. Well, it's really hard to tell when you because I didn't know if you were born then. You like apples? I never got that joke. I got a number. How do you like them apples? But I don't get them. Like they're saying her tits are apples? No, no, no. It's just like the saying is how do you like them apples? Oh, I thought it was to do with her boobs. No, nothing to do with her boobs. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch it now and make that decision. <laughs> you that think decision it's her uh, boobs? No. Oh. How do you like mm. them melons? Yeah, so I thought it would be more appropriate. Mm. Um, no, what year was it out? I was born in 87. Oh, let's see. Goodwill Hunting would have been... 1999? 2002? 2002, 19, oh, that's a tough one. I think I've seen it. I do think I've seen it at some point. I'm going to say 2001. Very good movie. Mm. Mm. Uh, 1997. Whoa, that's old. Gosh, I'm out of mm. practice. Anyway. Uh, all right, well, let's get into today's podcast. If you make it to the middle, you're going to get two answers for tomorrow's game of Alpha Bucks, uh, both of them at seven and eight. Here we go. On with the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Well, hello there. The following segment contains adult content. Some call it the hot shot, heating up the love lives of women suffering from sexual dysfunction. Find out if the O shot is for real. We're about to have a very informative chat uh, with a doctor right here. He is from the Cosmetic Gynecology Clinic. Now, he specializes in cosmetic genial injections. His name is Mike Shenouda and he's on this morning. Hi, Mike. Good morning. How are you all? Good. I have had a procedure on my face, which is when you will uh, take take a blood sample and it's platelet-rich plasma. You put in a little, like, turny thing and then put it back on the skin. So you've started to do that for your nether regions. Now, this is all invented by Dr. Ronald in the States when he did Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. And he started the vampire suite of services and called it vampire because he takes blood and re-injects it. So it was a good marketing name, even though it's an ugly name, but it works. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the principle of PRP or growth factors is inviting stem cells to the area to revitalize and give you the best function integrity of cells. So what you see happening in the face where better cells, it glows, it's well-toned, happened anywhere you inject the growth factors. Mm. When it comes to genital area, it's activated by calcium and the calcium release immediately all the good uh, cytokines or hormones to invite stem cell to the area to give us the best functionality. He called it activating the female orgasm system. Mm-hmm. We're activating it. It's like when you get the credit card, it doesn't work until you activate it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's the word he's used, and it works beautifully in my experience after hundreds and hundreds of injections. It's um, ladies discovering their sexuality, mm-hmm. discovering uh, what they never knew existed before. They're discovering their internal activation of orgasms. It's something that's never seen or uh, experienced before. 
uh, and they just love it. Exactly. Then, is it if you're a, a woman who has never been able to climax before? Yep. This is some a procedure that you could have that makes it more sensitive down there, and then absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Right. Absolutely. So, I have ladies who couldn't um, orgasm externally mm-hmm. or internally. Internally, seventy to eighty percent of ladies can't orgasm internally, uh, and also the sensitivity and orgasm twice, three, four times, and. Uh, is just get the best functionality of the organ. I uh, have have looked this, looked into this for a, a friend of mine actually who had um, se- serious issues with down there after having cancer. There's a lot that you can do now, I guess, for people that we talk about, you know, that might not have had pleasure. But what about for women that might have experienced different forms of cancer or maybe after childbirth, like things change? Is it helpful there? Yeah, I was just about to mention the most the most. A valuable way of treating cancer patients, especially breast cancer, where they take tamoxifen and stops the estrogen. So the vagina is deprived of estrogen and premature menopause. Mm. Mm. And I've seen ladies who are really in agony with pain, itch, bleeding, and dyspareunia, which is pain during intercourse. Um, and this is a very valuable uh, treatment of ladies suffering um, from in the vagina because it draws it completely. So again, back to the organ health uh, and revitalization of the tissues, vascularity, sensitivity, and responsiveness. And it happens to menopause. So any menopause when the, is when the vagina is deprived of estrogen, mm-hmm. whether it's cancer or anti-estrogen tamoxifen treatment or menopause, we, these are the, the, the ladies who need most help. And also incontinent has been shown to improve dramatically with injection of the PRP around the urethra. And it's also um, available for men as well to improve their performance. What I don't understand, maybe you can talk me through it, Doctor, if this is something that's in your body to begin with and all you're doing is taking it out of your body and putting it in a different area, why does it activate it? If it's already in you, shouldn't you just have it there and it should be fine? Why does taking it out and putting it somewhere else make it different? Yeah, I compare that to when you cut your skin. Mm-hmm. You bleed, you form a scab, mm-hmm. and the scab becomes skin again. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the PRP, we trick the body and tell the body I'm injured in this area. Mm. Send me all the young cells activated and give me more of these young cells. Right. You do not grow skin unnecessarily. Mm. You grow it because it's repairing an injury. Right. This applies to everything. People who have pneumonia, broken bones, mm-hmm. the healing process by very young cells is triggered off by platelets. Right. right. So if you get the, the pea shot, as it's called, you can get yourself a pretty much a whole brand new penis by the sounds of that. Uh, <laughs> he's not a miracle maker. Starting with first. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> are you, you, are you in the market? One is just one that works well. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little pet that you need to look after, you know. Mm-hmm. Can I um, ask how much um, it does cost? Yeah, so the cost for men is 2500 for birth injections mm-hmm. or sessions, and for ladies, it's $2,000 again for birth sessions. Look, it's one of those uncomfortable things to talk about, I guess, or, uh, you know, a lot of people will ignore it, but sexual health is a huge part of relationships in life, um, and this could be something for people um, to look into. So we really appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we can support and help lots of people around. Thank you. We'll get some um, details up on our Facebook page as well. Dr. Mike Shinuda, Director and Founder of Cosmetic Gynecology Clinic, um, Janal Intimate. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. 131060, would love to hear from you. You can call up for first calls. Jordan in Oxley, what do you want to say? Good morning, guys. How are we? Good. That's the way. Uh, look, I was just wondering, once the uh, pandemic is over, where do you guys want to travel? Oh. Oh. Well, you've got your America trip that, that you've had I've, to cancel we've, we, Yeah, we've cancelled America, so that's off the card. That was supposed to be for our 10-year wedding anniversary. Mm. So oh, now we've cancelled our wedding, our marriage. Um, I would like to go and visit friends in Melbourne, but I, I, that one I feel like is going to be a long way off. More chance of America, I reckon. Mm. You reckon? Because mm. they're going to have a baby in November, and I said I'd visit. Mm. What about you, Jordan? Um, look... I'm feeling restricted at the moment because obviously we can't go anywhere, but I think once Earth does open up, Southeast Asia would be on the card. 
Okay, yeah. Southeast Asia. Let's yeah. not forget too. Queensland is yeah. the the state of Australia. Like we've, if you go up north, beautiful the Great Barrier Reefs up there. You've got Cairns. You've mm-hmm. got all those beautiful towns on the way up. We're thinking about Fraser Island for um. You love it there. December, yes. Mm. The the lakes there, Lake mm. Macquarie. So what it is? To nine. Wet lake. Uh, Wet lake. <laughs> it's got magnesium, so when you sit in oh, there, you, float. You, you rub all, oh, your, yeah. Yeah. all, all right. your skin, it gets beautiful. Even Mackay and those sort of areas mm. are, are beautiful places to go, Ellie Beach. Um, Joe, you're on the air with us. What do you want to chat about in first calls? Hey, the middle child syndrome. You want I to about wanted that? to call. Yeah, I wanted to call up about it earlier. I'm a middle child, and my nickname was Hurricane Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what about compared to now? What are you like compared to your siblings? Have you been more successful, or are you still? Oh, the absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the middle child. They're so yeah. humble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was. I kind of took it from that, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go to uni, and I'm the only one so far." So yeah. Okay. Did you find though, Joe, growing up, the eldest was worse than you, but they were always better at pinning it on you. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, also the other thing. I had the same with my family. My eldest sister, she would be, she was naughtier than me. Mm. But there was just, I was always the one who got caught or took the rap most of the time. What happens if you have five children? Does that mean there's the, the three middle one? one? Mm. Or is it just the middle middle? Well, if you've got if you've got five, you do have a middle child. But if you mean if you have four, do you have two, two middle, middle children, ch- children? Or is there no middle child? Mm. Mm, that's a tough mm. one. You yeah. need you have one more kid just to find out just the middle child. Okay. Yeah. And they'll go, no, Jagger still hasn't changed. <laughs> uh, Reese in Wavell Heights. It's first calls time. What do you want to chat about? Oh, uh, hey, how are you? Good. That's good. Um, I just noticed in your last chat that you had with ScoMo that he was watching um, Ozarks. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering what's, what's his next series he's going to watch. Ah, uh, what's he binging now? Mm. Yeah. Did we chat I rated Ozarks. Before? Very good. Oh, yeah, the last one. I'm waiting for the next season, Race. Mm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> mm, I reckon. Bit of a shock. He's probably watching. P Valley. Some sort of chick flick thing. Oh yeah, I reckon. I reckon he hasn't had time. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he, he was he was doing it, but now three sixty five. Yeah, we'll we'll ask him. <laughs> we'll definitely ask him. <laughs> I didn't finish that. That would be great. What's okay. that? Candy's out in the producers' room. What's that one on stand where the chicks work for a magazine, a fashion magazine that all the girls are into at the moment? Press it like you got to get uh, bold type. Bold type, special in the world. Yeah, S, my my wife's mm-hmm. into that at the moment. Mm. I reckon he'll be watching the bold type. Maybe he's into unsolved mysteries. Ma- maybe he's watching pandemic. No, he's over just and over. watching what was suggested on Netflix <laughs> when he finished watching Ozark. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Mm. Hey, back from Ginger Lee, you're on the air. What do you want to chat about? Oh, memory lane. Did you know this day last year, on August 19, mm-hmm. Iceland held its first funeral for its first glacier lost due to climate change? So oh. let's all think this day last year, what happened? And that happened. Oh, that's sad. It just It's so different to everything else, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And a huge, uh, we just lost a huge slab of the uh, Canadian ice shelf as well. Uh, I guess public service today, I guess. We'll all have some maple syrup to remember. Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon the flat earthers are freaking out once all the glaciers are gone or the water's the just going to pour off the edge of the world? <laughs> yeah, and then they can deal with COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, good on you, Beck. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stab Abby and Matt's $10,000 Alpha Bucks. Brisbane's B105. With a weekly prize full of $100,000, Alpha Bucks is back bigger than ever. 7 and 8 a.m. every day you get to play. Nathan in Narangbar is playing. First time on air. Welcome, Nathan. Oh, how you going? Hey, you win the 10 grand, you're going to go on a camping holiday. Who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the missus and the young boy. Oh, oh good, good one. Stuff. Nice. Well, you are first time on air, but I'm sure you've listened before. Uh, your letter this morning is B for Bucks. You can say pass if you can't think quickly. You get $50 for each correct answer, but you just can't repeat the same one twice. Okay. No worries. All right. Good luck, Nathan. Uh, Your time will start when I finish the first question, which is, name a style of dance. Ballroom. Name an item of clothing. Um, Blouse. Name a vegetable. Broccoli. Name a board game. Pass. Name a plant. Pass. Name something to do with a wedding. Okay. Name a European country or city. 
Brazil. Name something you do every day. Ooh, you got $250, Nathan. Bugger. No, no, that's good, that's good. That's good, though. I know you freaked out when you passed, but a board game you could have had Battleship and something, a plant you could have had a bonsai. But uh, you yeah. answered the rest and you did blouse, which I personally love. Awesome. But two hundred and fifty dollars. No, you got two hundred awesome. bucks. Brazil's not a European country. I think you'll. Find. Oh, European country. Yeah, Sorry, no, no. I just heard country. <laughs> I was going to give it to you, but then. Sorry, two hundred. Nuts. Well, the the problem is. Two hundred still good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. good. It's yeah. very good, mate. What happens is our our Facebook feed blows up with people. They take this game very seriously. Mm. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Uh, it's, it's been no doubt, and I've fully publicised it because it's been a wonderful life that I've lived in my marriage, um, that my wife has handled the majority of the domestic duties. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been lucky because she works from home. But since coronavirus, um, she's been extremely busy. So, now, she's an efficient worker, my wife. Mm. Well, she's in pharmaceuticals, which yeah. is one company that goes through the roof yeah. during so, these things. She's had a lot going on with her clients, and so she's been working extra hard. So it's shifted home, mm. and I've become a bit more of a homemaker. Mm. I, I cook the majority of the nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've noticed as this has continued on, and she, she doesn't like that I say this, mm. but I feel like my wife has developed a man's attitude. Now, when you say that, you need to actually define a man's attitude in your views. Would you say <laughs> arrogant? Would you say walking around like they own the joint? Barking orders? What What is this man attitude that you think? Yes, yes Matthew. What is well, this man's attitude? Now I don't have one of these attitudes at the current time. Okay. So I'm allowed your to... former attitude, right? My former attitude, which my beautiful wife has taken over, yes. is just the what's for dinner. The cockiness. You know, oh. like the... Dishes are being cleaned after I've prepared the meal and someone's flicking through Instagram. But anyway, um, oh the, 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 you just put yourself down so badly. Hey? The man of the house joins us. Now. Oh, hey, hon. Good morning. How are we? Yeah, we're good. Are you, are you loving it? Are you loving being a man at our place? <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I don't think that that's even the case. No. I'm still, I'm still doing stuff around the house. I just did the breakfast. I'm doing the school drop off. I'm not saying that you, you don't know. do anything. It I, is, I'm just saying that it's yeah. that you always, I was always lucky, you did most of it. It's just n- now yeah. I'm doing more than usual. We had a very inside-outside I don't know how he's got all this free time. So all the stuff that he was just sitting on Instagram, now he's realised that he has more time <laughs> to do stuff. But Esther, was it true that like when all this happened, you kind of had to say, look, you're going to have to take some duties over? And at first he didn't, yeah. but now you're, you're proud of what he's doing? Oh, absolutely. So at first I was like... You're going to have to, like, cook dinner a few times a week and do stuff like that. He was like, yeah, yeah, of course I can. And then, you know, just didn't. didn't. Mm. Um, And then, yeah, I sort of said, look, you're actually going to have to do it or we're not going to eat. So... (laughs) Put your foot down. Yeah, it's yeah. like he put the apron on, and suddenly he transformed into Susie Homemaker, and now he's like, "I need some new recipes." Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of cooking the same stuff all the time. Are I was just saying the same thing to air fr- Are you sick of hearing about an air fryer and all the different yes. utensils he wants to get? He texts me while I'm in meetings. He's like, "Can I buy an air fryer?" <laughs> Did you get Please? one? Did you get one? Not yet. Okay. Not cool. yet. I. I, I... I do. I text her now for things, and I text her. I'm like, "Would you like this for dinner?" Mm. You know, and mm. even she'll she'll ask me to do stuff, and I'd be like, "I have to pick up the kids, go to soccer training, and I've already cooked spaghetti for dinner wait, wait, tonight." Wait, wait, did you say you're asking her what she wants for dinner? You came on this show so many times and said you are sick of your wife asking what you want for dinner. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. She's got the man's attitude. Yeah. I don't think I don't think <laughs> Esther's got a man's attitude. I think you've got a female one now. <laughs> Exactly. This is what's happened. Yeah. And he'll say to me, like, he thinks I've got a man attitude because I don't notice when he's done, like, seven loads of washing. Uh, I'm like, I've been doing that for 15 years. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Get out there and, and mow the lawn, what, Esther. You'll notice that. What's the roles of males and females? <laughs> hey, Matthew. <laughs> the other day, I knew it had really changed the other day mm. when she was like, kids will be in bed soon. I was like, I'm exhausted, okay? I'm exhausted. She just looked at me like, right <laughs> I mean, to your defence, there has been a case where my friend has had to work full-time. She worked part-time and her husband did full-time, but unfortunately has lost his job throughout this. So he's at home doing all the duties and she's sick of getting photos of like Tupperware drawers that have been cleaned out mm. and how he stacked <laughs> them. And like, oh did, did she ever yeah. realise these features on the dishwasher? And she's like, I don't care. Just do it. Yeah. I'm working. 
Yeah. He's cleaned out our kitchen cupboards like 20 times. Mm. Yes, because, you know, I need One to... One thing's out of place, he gets cranky, he'll, like, slam the drawer. He'll be like, well, that was a waste of time cleaning that up. Oh, my goodness. Let's let's ask if there's anyone listening to this. Can you relate to it? Did you switch roles in the house? Mm. Have you switched roles I in the mean, house? You sound stressed. You should take some time for yourself this weekend. Rory Cassidy. Listen to this. That's what he does. Such yeah. a, you're such a man. I'll buy you something. Oh, no. All right. Love you, babe. I love you. Love you. <laughs> 131060, have you switched roles? Has your wife gotten a man attitude or has your husband got a woman's attitude? Mm. You know? Role reversal. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Be a male, middle class, and white. This was a bad idea. <laughs> it wasn't a bad idea. It's just you didn't think about it before. 131060, <laughs> if you want to join in here. Um, over the course of your uh, relationship, did the roles reverse? It was very much in my marriage. I worked on everything outside the house, my wife was inside. Her work has um, intensified a lot since coronavirus. Mm. So you've had to cook dinners, you've had to learn how to use the washing machine and where the powder actually goes for the first time. I buy tablets now, Perfect. so you don't even have to worry about that. You can get washing mm. machine tablets. They're mm. wonderful. Buy them on special, sometimes 50% at Woolies. Oh, sing it, so you become a little bit annoying sharing, like, <laughs> what, what, what new dishes should I add to the rotation? But did it shift? Did the paradigm shift in your relationship? And how did your partner act? We want you to be open with us this morning. Men and women, feel free. Every oh, night you'd be like, I just got a headache. I've got to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Well, then picking up children from school and cooking, yes. Avril in Bridgman Downs, it's changing your relationship? Yeah, I can totally agree with Maddie. Um, so during COVID, um, because I'm a healthcare worker, my workload just increased incredibly. And my husband was just at home. And I'd come home after like a 10-hour shift. And he'd be like, oh, look, look at the floors. They're so clean. Yeah. Look at the cupboards. And I'd be like, mate, where's the food? I am hungry and I'm exhausted. Yeah. That is a man's <laughs> attitude, Avery. A man's How's attitude. How's he doing now? Is he, is he cooking more? Um, no, he's back to work, so it's back to me. But during that three to four weeks when he was on break, it was just every day something new. But I'm like, I just need the basics. I don't yeah. expect a lot. Just cook, please. Look, baby, I built a deck. I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah, wow. There's a whole room that's renovated. And this is wow. why we don't we don't do it, Avery, because it's not appreciated. Oh, God. You know, we put all that effort in. <laughs> do you appreciate Esther every night? Yes. He asks yeah. to. I yeah. offer my appreciation every single night. All right. Thirteen ten sixty. If there's any other men listening who don't feel appreciated, don't be afraid to ring up. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Rebecca in Ormiston, have the roles switched at your place? Yeah, my husband broke his ankle about three years ago and he was um, stuck at home for about six months. Mm-hmm. So I would come home and food would be cooked. I still had to do the running around with the kids because he couldn't drive because it was his right leg. Mm. But um, he had the house clean, the dinner was on the table when I came home. Um, it was really nice to not have to worry about what I'm going to cook when I come home mm. from a 10-hour day. I love that because I always say here that I, I want a wife. Mm. Like, I want a wife <laughs> at home. Great. You know, that puts the, the bath on and says, you've had a busy day. Why don't you just have a bit of a relax? Well, I'm feeling like I need that at home now with how busy I am, <laughs> working full-time in the morning and coming home, doing all the homely duties. I don't know where you, you guys are getting your wives from. be careful. I might steal your husband at home. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who is Brisbane's past celebrity? Your job is to work it out. Mm. We love The Masked Singer so much, we thought, why don't we do our own version? The Masked Celebrity. So it's a Brisbane identity. It doesn't mean they have to live here now. No. But we are giving a whole lot of clues and getting them to sing each day. Uh, so far, um, they've kind of thrown us off. They were surrounded by girls in the club at four. Mm-hmm. Um, something in common with the Backstreet Boys. That's right. They sounded like a male. In the song, day one. And then yesterday, we started to get a woman vibe. Yes. Mm -hmm. So who knows what today will bring. Let's have a look at the clues for today. I've been number one with the Maroons for 22 years. I've been number one with the Maroons. So meaning they're like a number one supporter, ambassador? Or Or a player. Ticket holder? No. 
Well, that's okay. it's not impossible. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. No. This show is crazy. <laughs> All right. Number one with Maroons for 22 years. Clue number two. I became social on the 1st of March, 2012. I became social. He social media. Went on Instagram or Facebook. At on the 1st of March. 2012. You know what? It's just not a bad guess from that. Also, from that Maroons one there. There's mm. Mel on um, Facebook. Mm. She said she thinks it's Lincoln Lewis. Oh. So Lincoln Lewis's dad, Wally Lewis, played for the Maroons for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the club, four a.m. What did they have in common with Hugh Jackman's wife? They got yes. good taste. Remember that was one of the clues. Mm. Well, they're both actors and actresses, so. It's a tough one. Alrighty. Okay, here we go. Final clue for today. 131060, if you want to guess who you think this is. I'm post nominal. I'm what? Post what? Say again. I'm post nominal. I'm post nominal. Post nominal. Post nominal. Post nominal. They know big words. <laughs> like nominal. Or how to read a script. <laughs> yeah. mm. All right. All right, let's hear the singing. 131060. Uh, if you think you know who this might be, all right, here is a brand new song. How will they sound today? Of course, their voice is modified slightly, mm. or they try to sing. They, don't, they try to sing so they don't sound like themselves. Brisbane's masked celebrity. Yeah, but we've altered it so much. There's like every time we played it, that's three completely different voices. That's true. I don't. I'm not sure about my guess anymore. Oh, well, well. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who is Brisbane's masked celebrity? I wanna know. I wanna know. Ooh. Your job is to work it out. Maybe it's Scott Morrison. But, hey, it's not outside the realms of possibility. Maybe this morning it. Yeah. After eight, he's going to be like, ha-ha, gotcha. gotcha. Could be. None of the clues add up to him, though, do they? Doesn't matter. Nah, uh, if you watch the actual <laughs> show at the, the show? moment. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. All right. There is someone, while well, they're saying it's someone from Brisbane, um, could live anywhere now around the world, um, who is singing for us each day and giving clues. We'll quickly bang them out again and take your guesses. 13, 10, 16. I've been number one with the Maroons for 22 years. Number one with the Maroons for 22 years. Mm-hmm. I became social on the 1st of March, 2012. All right, Stav's been scrolling back on people's Instagrams. I got sick of it. <laughs> it's hard to really go back <laughs> that far, got sore, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Too many posts. <laughs> yeah. I'm post-nominal. Now, post-nominal. Post-nominal. It means they've just got, like, letters, so they could be of a, a religious, they could have done a doctorate, like mm. they've... They've achieved something. Stab Davidson, PhD, BCE. You could have got an Order of Australia. Yes. <sighs> Jonathan Thurston. Oh. Oh, yeah, oh. he did. Has he got sisters surrounded by women? Well, he's got... Girls. Four Only girls. girls. He's got oh. four girls now. Oh. oh, I hope it is. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Beck. In Bodine. Hi. 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 Who do you think it could be? Hi, yeah, I reckon it's Corey Parker. Mm. Okay. The Maroons jersey and all, yep. Um, yep. Broncos. Yeah, I think it's absolutely, yeah, mm. I think it's Corey Parker. He loves the song. He does love to sing, doesn't he? Uh, all right, 131060, Stephen and Mogul. Who um, is our masked celebrity? Okay, I heard her do the R&B um, battle, um, but your clues are throwing me off, but I think it's Melissa Downs. Yeah, yeah. Steve. That's who Steph and I thought yesterday, because it sounded like her when she came into the studio, do all the rap battles, yeah. right? But mm. then today... Yeah, today it did not, did it? Georgina Lewis, she started socials in 2012. Oh. Channel 10 newsreader. Got some free time. Well, not yet. In, no. in three weeks, she, she will. Uh, okay, Stephen, Chris, you're on the air. Who is our mass celebrity of Brisbane? Chris. Oh, Chris, you said Stephen. Oh, sorry, oh, Stephen. Oh, who, sorry. who do you sorry. think um, it is? Uh, I'm Chris, but yeah. I think it's Steph Rice. Steph, Steph Rice. Rice? Yep, I reckon the quartet, she was in a relay 
I reckon oh. got in the club at four. She would have been early morning swimming, surrounded yes. by girls. Yes. Uh, oh. Life and narrative. She's on a lot on social media and Instagram. Mm. It sounded like her when she was singing Britney. Okay. Um, number one Queensland for 22 years. She could, could have set a record at swimming 20 years ago. Mm. That's not bad. Cor- it's pretty it good through. Yeah, the quartet and the relay team. Mm. I like it. Uh, Penny from Runaway Bay. Who do you think our masked Hi. celebrity is? I reckon Ricky Lee Coulter. Oh. Mm. Uh, all possibilities, aren't they? <laughs> I think it sounds like someone who can sing. In all of them, that's been the yeah the underlining tone. I could sense it through the deep voice yesterday. Right. And, and Ricky, yep. Ricky's got a very large range when she sings, so mm. she would be able to modify her voice quite a lot to put us I off. I think so, And yep. she's stuck on the Goldie at the moment, isn't she? Her sister has had a baby mm. recently. Uh, here is today's song one more time. Sticking to my guns. Yeah? Melissa Downs, you going still? Yeah. 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 Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Who would have thought in 2020 there's just people saying I'm desperate to go back to work because it's been a difficult year. A lot of people have been put off from work and they're looking at the moment. We thought, why don't we speak to a HR expert, Graham Wynn, who's the HR expert and director of Superior People Recruitment. Morning. Good morning. How are we today? We were talking about this as we recently got into our LinkedIn profile and we're talking about like the cliche terms that people have put out uh, on there as well. So we thought we might run past a couple of them for people that are applying for jobs and they might get this in return. Yeah, we, okay. want to, we want to know what people really mean when, when they get these responses, so Graham Wynn. For example, you're wonderful, but you're overqualified. What's the true <laughs> meaning to that? The true meaning to that is that basically you don't have the skill set we want, but we don't want you to feel too bad about it, so we say you're overqualified. <laughs> oh, that's nice oh, yeah. of them. <laughs> is, it, is it also not that there'll be an expectation of higher pay for that person? That's the other thing. If you say you're overqualified, then we're basically saying the money you're looking for is more than this employer is prepared to pay. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there's a the truth. Yeah. So how honest should people be on their resume? If someone is going for a, a job, um, I guess... Do they put that they've got kids or do they leave out all those personal things? Generally leave out those personal things. Most of us can work it out anyway because we have the wonderful social media. Mm. So quite often as, as part of our screening process, we will check out people's LinkedIn or Facebook pages because everyone keeps them public rather than private. So we can gauge straight away, rough age, do you have children or not? We can work that out anyway. And most of our employers will tell us, but even though they're not allowed to, they will tell us we want male, female, age range, no kids, some kids. They will tell us all that anyway. So we can use social media as a way of pre-screening people to make sure they they fit into the criteria the employer is looking for. That is the thing. My wife used to work in recruitment for mm. a, a long time, and that is it. That in this day and age where you can't say bad example, but I don't want any redheads in my in my business. You yep. guys can sort of there are ways around which which you guys do to lie to the people about why they're not getting the job, but it is because of bias. It, more often than not, discrimination bias exists all the time. Whether mm. we like it or not, it does exist. And I say every employer will give me age, sex, nationality, religion wow. sometimes, whether they have children or not. Some employers will tell me, okay, find me a guy who's recently got married or bought a house. He's hungry. He needs to earn good money, so find that for him. Wow. Somebody or somebody else will say, don't find me a female who's recently got married because she could start breeding soon. Mm. We don't want that. So that's the criteria they give me, and it's our job to make sure we only find exactly what they're looking for. One of the interesting thing is when we talk to candidates, we'll start off with a conversation, tell me about yourself. Men will always talk about their career. Mm-hmm. Women always talk about themselves. They open up with, well, I'm 34, I've got three kids. Oh. They, they, they straight away open up with that. Mm. So we don't have to actually ask any questions because females, nine times out of 10, just tell us anyway. Wow. Oh, okay. So, so I- about that, Graham though, getting mm. back to it, if you want to go for a job at the moment and you are out of work, is it a good idea to go through your Facebook and take off all those personal photos or put it on very, very private so they can't see that you've just got 
um, married or they can't see how many kids you've got or they can't see your big boozing um, night. Absolutely. I, I run some seminars around at different colleges and, and places and teach people about applying for jobs and we tell them straight away, put your Facebook on private. Mm. Every recruiter and most employers will check out your social media page and I've had people not get jobs because of their Facebook page. Somebody said, look, she's always partying, drinks in her hand. No. Somebody else said, look, she's a smoker. We don't want to smoke her. So it's there in black and white for us to see it. So if you don't want people to somehow discriminate against you because of what's on your Facebook, keep it private because mm. otherwise we're allowed to look at it. We're talking to Graham Wynn. He's the Director of Superior People Recruitment. Um, as people look for jobs in this uh, new climate we find ourselves in, we're there, of course, to get a job because we want money. There's no mm -hmm. other real reason we're doing it. Um, who should bring up salary, though? Is it is it a no-no when you go for a job to ask what the pay is? We tell people never ask about money on the first interview. Right. And the, the reason for that is, generally speaking, if you go through a recruiter, and, and the bulk of jobs still go through recruitment agencies, mm -hmm. we know what the salary range is. We've already told you the salary range when we've interviewed you. We know your expectation. So the fact you've got an interview means we're all in the same ballpark figure. Right. If you bring up salary at the first interview, generally employers think that's your overriding goal of why you're there. Mm. It's about the money. And that puts employers off. Right. Okay. If you get if you get to second interview, and just as a hypothetical, say the salary range was sixty five to seventy five is a rough range, at that second interview, you know the employer's very keen on you. You've got some bargaining time now for. So you can therefore go for that higher one, definitely. Right. So what yeah, you, so yeah. Basically what you're saying is it's like dating. Like you don't be your true self until you actually get the job or you're in the relationship. Absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Graham Wynn, Director of Superior wow. People wow. Recruitment. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow, guys. Seven and eight for ten grand. Your uh, answers are? Your, well, your letter is uh, T, and one of the answers is therapist. And at eight o'clock, it's H for Humpty Dumpty. I never feel right saying H. No, I say H. I say H. H, but it's H. supposed to be H. But it doesn't make sense. No one can explain it well. You know, at no mm. point do they say Humpty Dumpty is an egg. Mm. Mm. But visually, you can tell. If, you, if you're looking at the pictures and you don't work that out, there's something wrong with you. No, it's you. never said that he's but an egg why in the would pole. All the king, but it doesn't make sense anyway. How would all the king's horses and men yeah. put someone back together again? Because horses don't have opposable thumbs. No. So even that is something we should be addressing. I don't reckon what the, are the horses, horses they do they enough. Do what do they all. have to do? Oh, sorry, I drove you here, <laughs> and now you're gonna. Now I have to fix them. Mm -hmm. Horses, the mums of the middle age world. I got to take everybody everywhere. <laughs> this is my Saturday. I got to take you to this battle. I got to take you I to soccer. I haven't even eaten. <laughs> and I just, do I have a bit of a sugar, a bit of a sugar fix, and then I'll get going. <laughs> Yeah, we've got $10,000 every morning, 7 and 8 o'clock. There's a hundred grand every week up for grabs. B105 is the place to stay to get that cash up feeling. And we're going out to Upper Caboolture now. And Stephanie, morning, Stephanie. Good morning, how are you? We are great. How's the view there in Upper Caboolture? Oh, well, I'm actually treating my kids' hairs for um, head lice this morning, so this would make my day. Oh, what a time oh, to be alive. So much <laughs> fun, hey? Uh, all right, so you get $10,000. What are you going to do with it? Um, uh, it's a bit boring, but probably spend it on the house. We're building a house at the moment, oh, so it'll go fine. straight to the mortgage. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Understandable. All right, so you know how this works. Abby's about to give you a letter. Every answer has to start with that letter. Say pass if you can't think of it to give yourself as much time. You can only accept yep. each answer once, and um, you get $50 per question you get right, okay? Yep. Right. All right, yeah. Steph, your letter is P for pressure. No mm -hmm. pressure. Here <laughs> None at all. None mm -hmm. at all. First question. Name a bird type. Pigeon. Name a country. Peru. Name something you can have delivered. Pizza. Name an animal that swims. Platypus. Name something you can drink. Pepsi. Name a music artist. Uh, pass. Name a car type. Peugeot. Name a cartoon character. Um, pass. Name a type of tree. Pass. Name a book. Uh. Oh, Steph, I was getting the winning song out ready to go and everything. <laughs> you got $300, Steph. Well done. Woohoo! Thank you so much. 
300. Good job. So good. Go through the few you passed on. A music artist, you could have had Pink. Of course. Yeah. Cartoon character, you could have had Peppa Pig. Another reason oh, yeah. to hate her. And <laughs> name a type of tree, you could have had Pine. And a book, you could have had Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, always. Don't, so don't you pa- pass about 50,000 pine trees when you're driving to Cavulture from Brisbane City? Honestly, we've got them in our backyard. Oh, oh no. no. Rip them out. So yeah. you always know you're about half an hour away from home, yeah. coming back from the coast. <laughs> uh, good on you, Stephanie. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi, Scott John Morrison. Scott Morrison. Scomo. Scott Morrison. Well and truly served the people of Australia in the office of Prime Minister. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is on the line. Oh, yeah, we're all up. We're all standing. We're live streaming it, so we just want to prove that we do stand when you come, Prime Minister. Good morning. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's good to be with you guys again. How are you doing? We're good. good. You're like Ellen DeGeneres, ScoMo. We just want to make sure you're happy. (laughs) No, just joking. No, we're joking. Uh, You've got a big announcement this morning. Yeah, we've entered into a deal for a vaccine, should its uh, trials prove successful. It's... uh, a group called AstraZeneca, but and it's it's coming out of some research done by the University of Oxford, mm-hmm. and that would mean that every Australian would get access to this vaccine, or 25 million. Um, we'd ma- manufacture it here in Australia, and we'd move on as soon as uh, the the final trials are completed. They're well advanced, so Australia is well positioned and in a, a position to hit the go button. Uh, when it comes to getting that vaccine to all Australians, uh, should those trials prove successful, but you know that's not an absolute guarantee. There's no. still a bit of work to do, but it's a it's a it's a really exciting project, and I think it gives us all a bit of hope at a time when we could do with a bit of hope. That's true. It is fantastic news, and it is great for Australia. Can I ask though, because this stuff moves so rapidly, and we don't know where we're going to be in, um, say, December or um, halfway through next year, what if there was a country that was doing much, much worse than us at that time that needed the vaccine more than us? Would that not be in our good conscience to give it to a, a, a worse-off nation, if that's the case? Well, particularly for Australia, what I mean, I've been talking to the Indonesian president as well as the Prime Minister of uh, Papua New Guinea, and I spoke to the Fijian Prime Minister just the other day as well. We would be seeking to support those countries in our part of the world too, mm. um, and uh, and the Pacific family is one that we have a particular connection to, and they would be relying on heavily on us to be able to support them in that, and that, and we would certainly do that through our development program. Other parts of the world, I mean, the French and the British and others would be, I know, supporting in Germany um, their development partners in their parts of the world where they're most uh, focused but our focus down here is is largely on the Pacific and Mm. Southeast Asia and uh, we would want to be supporting um, those countries as much as we could but equally we'll get it to all Australians first uh, all 25 million. Now Prime Minister you know that you're going to be um, met with criticism from people that are pro-choice or anti-vaxxers. They don't do that politicians. People just fully support their choices. You'll love it. Um, (laughs) Are you going like who gets the first one? Are you going to put your hand up and say look during a press conference because we love all the press conferences these days (laughs) are you going to get the first the first jab here in Australia? Well, I, I'd be happy to, but I, we would need to make sure it goes to the people who need it first. Mm. And uh, yeah. the, me- the, the medical panels will will decide what order it will be rolled out around the country, most vulnerable, vulnerable people, I mean, things yeah. like health workers and mm-hmm. um, those working in aged care and, and, and disability care and things like that. I mean, there'll be priorities that they'll be put in place, but uh, it's important that everybody takes this up. And uh, we'll be looking to follow that through, as we do with all important vaccines in Australia. Um, it's important people get their medical advice from doctors, not from memes on the internet. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the, certainly the approach that we'll be taking. You and all your family are going to get it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What about um, for people, you know, who it always has come into place that you don't get childcare if you don't get the jabs? Like, I mean, no subsidised. No would, that, would that happen? Will there be pressure on people to get it for benefits? Well, yes, well, we want to see people take it on. Yeah. And uh, we'll be, we're quite adamant about it. And uh, we'll obviously do that based on medical advice, like we do with all vaccines. But uh, when I was Minister for Social Services, I started No Jab, No Play. Um, mm. And uh, that's been a very important program. And, and, you know, it's a free country, but that doesn't mean you get free access to the benefits that Australia provides if, if you don't want to play by the rules. Mm. Fair enough. You've been very busy through the pandemic, as all of our politicians have been. Um, we see you at your early meetings, and, and then I'm sure you're working late into the night. Do you ever sneak off for a cheeky nap in the middle of the day when you've got nothing on? <laughs> I do get out for a swim. I oh. try and get a few laps in uh, each each most days, um, and uh, I, I did that yesterday afternoon, actually, um, right. and that just helps you keep your, your head and mind straight. Um 
if I'm up in Brisbane, um, I, I try and do that. Um, you might see me down the Valley Pool every now and then, okay. uh, which, is, which is a great place to, to get a few laps in. But everyone's got to do that, I think, where you're able to. I'm obviously in Melbourne, they can't do that at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think getting that, that headspace is important to keep you, keep you functioning as, as best as you possibly can. And, you know, I'll sneak off to the footy too every now and then if I can. Yeah. Well, you don't I'll, sneak. I'll watch that, it on telly. Yeah, yeah. that makes um, the news. That tends to, um, send less people into a spin when I watch it on yeah. the telly. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you wear? Are you a, a budgie smuggler man or do Speedos. you wear, wear boardies? I think that's too, informa- too, much, too much information <laughs> for your listeners to bear. <laughs> we know the answer then. Speedos, you've got to go fast. Tony, Tony Abbott used to wear the red Speedo. Yeah, but he should have done that privately. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looks a lot better than me, I'm sure. Oh. Um, a bright pink. I can see it, Scom. I can see you in a big, bright pink budgie smuggler. You've got to get that image out of your head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, but again, it's the pink elephant in the room now. We, uh, we also know... <laughs> yes, we, it is. The pink elephant in the room, you're right. <laughs> we also know, last time we talked to you, that you were uh, binging on Ozark. I know you're very busy, but we did have a listener earlier on in the show asking, now that Ozark is done, what are you currently binging on the Netflix at the moment, Scomo? Uh, I haven't had, to be honest, a lot of time. Mm. Um, <laughs> more recently... Um, I can't remember the last thing I was watching, to be honest. So I haven't got a, I can't, I haven't got a ready answer for you on that one. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. No, that's, that's, that's a good answer, actually, yeah. for where we are. I well, think you, that's good. you guys talk about this, and it's all hypotheticals. Let's say you do, and you know more with the trials, how they're going. We all get the vaccine. When do you believe that Australia will be back and uh, up and running and open our borders? It's very difficult to say, but it's important that, all decisions that are being made, particularly on state borders, have to be made on uh, very transparent medical advice because those borders um, do have very significant impacts on people's livelihoods and their businesses, particularly the tourism and the hospitality industry. And I know there's a lot of hardship that's occurring there in Queensland. So look, those decisions are made by the Queensland Premier and it's just important um, that they're as workable and practical as possible. Um, people in northern New South Wales, they access a lot of medical treatments and care in, in Queensland. And we fund hospitals in Queensland and, and Medicare and so on. Of where they're, I mean, they're, the parts of northern New South Wales, I mean, the, the vaccine, sorry, not the vaccine, the, the virus is, is largely non-existent there is as much as it is in southern Queensland. Mm. And so I think these arrangements have to be very practical and um and that's what we're urging premiers to do, but they ultimately have to say about these things. And so I can only raise things directly with premiers as I seek to do. Right. Do you guys text or call you and Anastasia Palaszczuk when you're in, uh, interacting? Usually text. We write. Um, we see each other every fortnight at the National Cabinet. Um, and I've got to say, we work very constructively with, with Anastasia. Um, but, uh, you know, there's... That doesn't mean we agree on everything, but no. um, I mean she has to make the decision she believes are in the best interests of Queensland. Mm. But equally, she has to be very transparent about that and what the impact of those decisions are on Queenslanders. Um, I welcome the fact that there, you know, that there's been a very good run of zero cases in Queensland, um, but that obviously has to be done while ensuring that your economy remains viable and functioning and people are in work because the Commonwealth, the federal government, um, we're paying out JobKeeper and JobSeeker and mm. JobKeeper alone is running at $11 billion a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's important that the state governments are doing all they can to support their local economies as well. Uh, we're in total now about $315 billion we've committed uh, to support the economy. The states, mm. all of them combined together, is about $45 billion. Yeah, right. So um, no, well, she... it's important the states continue to do more to support their local economies. In Queensland, it means water infrastructure. Well, yeah, well, she has done a good job, but if you could put in a good word for us and get her to give us a call. She won't talk to us. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't ring us. see what I can do. <laughs> Thanks. Is that all right? Yeah. 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 Just text her and say, B105, stab Abby and Matt, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> is that all right? <laughs> send me the text. You'll have to send me the right emoji. I'm and, not so good on emoji. And then you just <laughs> forward it on. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, uh, your government's doing a great job, mate, to, to help Thank out you. our country through this time. We appreciate you giving us a call this morning. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. All the best. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Finally got me an air fryer. Air fryer. Air fryer. We have been discussing air fryers here on this show. The phenomenon that is the teeny tiny little healthy oven that sits on your bench top. It's a Why revolution. Is it healthy? Is it all healthy? Because I've seen some photos. Mm. It doesn't mean that like the bacon's coming out of it. It's healthier than if you fried it in oil. 
You don't need to fry all the bacon in oil. Well, you see, if it's if it's there on a little rack in yeah. the air fryer and all the fat drips out oh, rather okay. than swimming in it while you're mm-hmm. cooking it. No, Same no. thing if you do, like, chips and things like that. You're not putting them into oil and you're not, like, you know when you put them in an oven? I'll say it's safer than having a deep fryer on the yeah, bench. That's, that's what true. I think. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. You're not a sold on the air fryer. No, no, no. Not. I, I want it's you guys bit, to have it, but yeah. I can't have an air fryer. Why? We, we, we've got a celiac in the house, so we have different layers. Mm, so yeah. we can't. We're layers in the oven. You get two. Two air fryers? I could do that. <laughs> well, no, in, in, in some of the air fryers, you can have yeah, layers. There's, there's layers. Yeah. There's layer yeah. ones. Yeah. But I, yeah. Um, we, we like a Weber in our house and we like the barbecue. Mm. That's good. That's good. I've, I've, I've <laughs> That's received. Nice, dear. That's no, nice. no, no, no. Same day, I love a Weber too. Mm. Um, since we spoke of the air fryers and this discussion of getting them, mm. um, my Instagram um, messages have been just full of mm. heaps of chicks, man. Like, so many chicks have messaged me. Pictures that came out of air fryers. Yes, yes right. Because I got you to join that group. Have you seen it? The came out uh, air fryer group. Oh, I haven't. I've been, haven't been on there oh, for the Facebook my one. God, I need to look at that. Um, but they're all over the place. And um, on Friday, I went to Kmart Mount Omni. Yeah. I, I just thought I'm just going to go in there and have a look. And as I rolled in there, right? Yeah. I walked through the air fryers. Mm. There was two. 10-litre air fryers. Perfect. I pick both of them up, right? Yeah. I say, Ethan, quick, go and get a trolley. And I'm, <laughs> I was guarding them there, right? 10-litre, yeah. that's good. The big mummers. Mm. And then a lady walks around the corner of the aisle. She goes, are you taking both of them? I'm like, well, I haven't put them on the floor for nothing. <laughs> she's like, oh, I just rang my daughter because she's dying for one of them and I'm dying for one of them and they're the only two left and, you know, she's got one of the littler ones but she's got four kids and mm. she really needs That's it. all right. What was your sob story? Give it back. Oh, I said, well, I've got one for me and my mate Stav really wants one. <laughs> and she just looked at me. So she won. She won. I gave one of them back to her. Fair enough. One of them. And then she proceeded for the rest of the time I was in Kmart with her trolley. She goes, oh, this is my wife, my daughter ringing now. So she goes, hey, love. Oh, and so this time I pick up my air fryer and I run. She's following me around no Kmart way. Mount Omni on the phone going, yeah, there's a gentleman here who had two of them. He was lovely enough to give me one, but I've got one for me and you're not going to get one of the wow. bigger ones now. She's fully trying to wow. get me into it. Wow. Now, the problem is, right? <laughs> The air fryers come in many sizes. Yeah. There's only, there's like a, only left over was a 1.5 litre. No, it's almost pointless. Pointless. Mm. That's right. So I've got... If you can't, my rule is, if you can't fit a whole chicken in it, I don't want it. That's, yeah, but okay. you only cook little meals. So you, did you take the 10 litre? I took the 10 litre for moi. Mm. And? And mm. as I perused Kmart with old love trying to guilt me into taking my That's air insane, fryer. by the way. Mm. Right, tell me about it. Lucky mm. Esther was with me because I was going to crumble. And mm. She was like, no way Esther would have given the hand and gone, no, 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 no. no love. No. As I walk out, I see one remaining five litre air fryer. <laughs> Bring it on in. It's not a ten. You know what? I'll take it. And I don't even I'm want joking. it. I was no, joking. No, I was joking. I'm taking it. I was joking. That's lovely. Oh, ooh, look at that bad boy. Not only have I brought it into work today, but yesterday, popped by Woolies, yeah. got a uh, little family pack of Dim Sims and Spring Rolls for a little brekkie fry up. <laughs> it's big. How, How long will they take? That, they'll be done by the end of the show. Oh, 20 minutes, Matt. Sweet. Beep, beep. Whacking it away we go. Oh, we're doing it in the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you got to get the smell. <laughs> is, that a, is that a health hazard? Ah, again. No. A fire hazard? No. Oh, so, good Jim Sims, too. It's big on your bench, though. Now, I think, it's right? It's like Darth Vader. I'm thinking this could be a moment, because you've always said, you said you've, you've got a, a, a brand new kitchen, you've done your Renault's, you're like, I don't need an air fryer. Mm. I think, Abby... After you see this cooking demonstration, okay. you will be... I'll be on the phone. Team and... Air Fryers. Okay, all right. All right? All right, plug her in, load her up, away we go, everyone. We're on the Air Fry Thank train. Thank you. Do you know Air Fryers have been around for years and years? Yeah, but they're only cool now because oh, yeah, they're can't... at Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. We've actually got the air fryer on in the studio. Oh, you can, can, you can hear it? I'm not sure if you're allowed to say that. Oh, but what do you mean? No, we, we can. They knew that. No, you probably can't, but the, anyway. It's the on. air fryer is cooking up It's dim more that sims. you can smell the dim sims. Um, we've got ourselves the old uh, Party good mix. entertainment pack, little dimmies, little springos. This could be a radio first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Lisa, in Warner, what do you want to talk about during last calls? 
Hi, guys. Um, I just have a little bit of a COVID vent, if that's okay. Sure, yeah. vent away. Thank you. Um, so my little sister, I've only got one sibling, and she's just had her first baby um, four months ago. Um, and I still haven't had the chance to actually see meet her at all no. because they're down in New South Wales. Um, oh, oh that's so... Get off oh, Lisa, that's so hard. You see all the photos, but you just want to hold them and you can't get them. Yeah. You know what? You're going to make up for lost time when the, the borders finally open and you can see her. Absolutely. Thanks, Abby. Oh, my heart does feel for you because it's so hard at these moments. How is she coping with a newborn? She's doing so well. I'm so proud of her, honestly. <laughs> she's such a good mum and the baby, Mila, is, she's thriving. It's just... It's amazing to watch from afar, but I still wish I could be there, you know? Yeah. Have you you looked into, and I'm I'm sure you have, Lisa, like, and it would be an expense if you did go, then what you would have to do? Like, you're able to get there, but you would have to pay for hotel quarantine when you got back, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, and I've talked to the kids about the possibility of, of, you know, mummy going Mm. without them to see the baby because it's, you know, Mm. I don't want to bring them down there, but... um, yeah, I, I think that that might have to be an option if it doesn't really change things, you know? Yeah. I could be biased here, Lisa, but do you know what I think would cheer you up? Yeah. Grab yourself an air fryer. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine going to the border and you just hold her up at the border? No. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It's not the same as a cuddle. Oh, hopefully. Jess uh, from Cleveland, 131060, last calls. Hi, I was just wondering if you'd seen the socially distancing um, concert in UK. Yes, yes, the gig. They all had like little cages where they all had yeah. to, to stay. Yeah, I was um, putting out the idea that you guys should do that for R&B Fridays this year. Oh. It's not bad. So you get like little spots and they're all separate. Yeah, and it's so kind of like a step up platform. Yeah. Yeah, cage, we can just have, like, yeah. QR codes for the to order the drinks and stuff. Yeah, fantastic. Our R&B Fridays gets a little bit loose. Like, the toilet line will be an issue. Mm. <laughs> so this is the, what I hear what she's saying there, Jess, is we think it's a great idea, but we know what you're like when you get there, and we can't trust you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Normally on R&B Fridays, everyone ends up in a cage. You don't start yeah, in one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're the same because we end, we're, we're just like yeah. you. We all end up in a little bit of mm-hmm. fun times. Yes. Samantha, <laughs> Bray Park, what do you want to say during Last Calls? Oh, just in regards to your story about the fitness watches last uh, yesterday, yes. uh, my eight-year-old daughter is highly competitive, and I've done if I've done more steps than her, she'll uh, jump on her skipping rope until she's done at least two thousand yeah. steps more than me. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, it, that's yeah. a positive, isn't it? Because we're saying how they make you so stressed. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Blake, you're on the air. Thirteen ten sixty. Last calls. Hey, Blake. Hey, Blake. Oh, we lost okay, Blake. Uh, bye, Blake. Bye, Blake. Good chat. Uh, all right. Uh, stick around. <laughs> We're going to wrap up next. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That is it for us, guys. What a show. I said I'm never going to do them. And I did one yesterday for a friend. Mm. But Zoom. Zoom <laughs> meetings. Oh, uh, yeah. And I did one with a group that, um, a large group, like 70 people. Mm. And I didn't know that you could do the gallery view. Like, I knew you could, but I didn't. So I only saw four people there. So I was a bit chatting. And then I just switched to the gallery view. And at what point, my fear when I realised there's 70 mums looking at me. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah. And then all of a sudden I found myself like, um, um, um. (laughs) Because you can see the boredom on 70 faces. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's very (laughs) confronting. Yeah. If you stand back, it actually makes one big bored face. <laughs> yes, people are like sort of looking around, and I'm like, um, um. So no more. I'm done. Thanks. One and done. But no thanks. At the moment, and it's never really happened before. I wake up in the morning, and I feel hungover. Mm. But I didn't drink the night before. Oh, oh. I hate that. And now. Usually, the feeling of being hungover is bad, but it's kind of evened out by the fact that you had a bit of a good time the night before. Maybe it's morning sickness. Maybe. Uh, you reckon? Yeah, that's how I used to always feel. Are your ankles swollen? Can you smell more? Mmm. Mm. Maybe, hun. Is there any time that you weren't safe? <laughs> well, who knows with Esther, you know? Yeah, I she know. Says, she says, yes, I, I definitely, definitely have one. Well, but... two to blame, hey? <laughs> I wonder what it is then. Probably that. <laughs> thanks. <Yes. laughs> but no, thanks. That's the only explanation. <laughs> 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 the 
That's just such a... My mum would say that. <laughs> two to blame. A little bit of a you different... Were <laughs> you, you were there. You were there. Takes two to tango. Yes. <laughs> a little bit of a different one. I know it's supposed to be thanks, but no thanks. But my boy over here, my boy, just dropped me an air fryer. <laughs> he did say you'd be happy. He just went, boom, here, have an air fryer. Haven't worked out how, how much he wants for it yet. But <laughs> Nothing. It's a prezzy. It's my gift for no, you. Come on. But thanks. You're welcome. I don't want your money. Keep your money. Cook a meal for him once a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hi, everyone. Thank you for uh, making it to the end of the podcast. Great to have your company. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Stab Abby and Matt. B105.